Hello there, and welcome to Just Chatting. My name is Mopgarn, and I'm your host, and this week I'm joined with someone very special to me who's an absolutely amazing person. I love her a lot, so I hope that you enjoy. But first, in Twitch news, Shroud has moved to Mixer. That's all on uh, that topic. Something new and cool that Twitch has just added is at the top of chat, they now have the top sub-gifters. I think that's really cool. You can pick which you want to display. So it can you can scroll right or left for if you want to see the top tiers or the top bidders. And streamers can t- still pick if they want to have the top for the month or forever or for weekly. And I just think that's really cool because there's so many people that give so many subs in people's streams and it's just kind of an extra recognition thing for that. So cool. We didn't touch on that last week because it came out right after we recorded the podcast. So like I said, this week's guest is an absolutely wonderful lady. I love Pumpkinberry. She's amazing. One of the most like wholesome streams on Twitch. I just absolutely love her. And um, yeah, without further ado, enjoy this podcast with Pumpkinberry. Hello, Pumpkinberry. Hello, Malt Garden. How are you doing today? I'm excellent. A little tired, but good. Yeah, good, good. Um, so I normally start off with, why don't you introduce yourself and your stream and what you stream and all, yeah, whatever you want people to know about you. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm Pumpkinberry. I am a narrative-focused broadcaster. So I usually like to play indie games or anything with a really good story, um, even if it is AAA. And I also I also do a podcast. I also GM a show on Table Story, which is a tabletop RPG show. I do a lot of different things on the internet. But yeah, those are the main things that I do and, uh, and what I stream. You're a busy lady, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> I'm working on it. I am yeah. actually working on it. Yeah. Work-life balance. <laughs> Cutting it down, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not running myself thin. And I know it's it's mostly out of excitement. It's not out of just this crazy need to, you know, work all the time. Or maybe it is, I don't know. But I just have all these cool projects and ideas that I want to do. And I get really excited about all of them. And I so I try to take them all on at the same time. And I just, I need to learn to pace myself a little bit more. And yeah, give myself some time to, you know, like visit friends or even mm-hmm. go out to dinner, you know, like there will be weeks where I don't leave my house. Is that embarrassing? That's embarrassing. No, I do the exact same thing. Yeah. I haven't been outside. Actually, I went to volleyball on Tuesday. Today is Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I did some errands yesterday, but like yeah. nothing like enjoyable, especially now because it's gloomy and gross and fall and ugh. Yeah, it's been it's been rainy and gross. Nobody likes that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, I do I do the same thing and it's really not good. <laughs> but it's so easy to do it. It's very easy. Do you have like a coffee shop near you? I think that you do um, within walking distance. I don't. <laughs> I mean, there's a Tim Hortons, but yeah, like but that's who wants to go? Yeah. yeah. Who wants to go sit down and have a cup of Tim Hortons coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I just find it, I'm trying to challenge myself to just go out and get a cup, even if mm-hmm. I'm not sitting down, just to get out of the house, walk, do something part of a morning routine, maybe not every morning, but, you know, a couple yeah. of mornings a week just so that I get out of the house. That's so good. Yeah. I know. I, I was a lot better when I lived downtown in a city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was all right there. And now that I'm a little less downtown-y, it's, uh, it's a little tough. I don't know. And I could, but I'm like, oh, but that's... 20 minutes out of my day that I could yeah. be on my Discord or whatever. Yeah. But I could <laughs> you know? be doing something else. Yeah. That's a tough, it's a tough thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. What's your Instagram thing you're doing? You're like doing days of oh, yeah. something. I'm doing a photo a day project right now. Cool. It's a 365. So I just take one a day for an entire year. I've done a wow. couple of projects like that before many, many, many years ago. And uh, I've done I've done it like either two or three times where I did back to back a year year in a row where I just took a photo every single day no matter what just one mm-hmm. and that's that's what I'm doing right now on my Instagram is I'm just kind of doing a diary a photo a day cool 
And originally I started that to try to get back into taking photos for just myself rather mm. than for work. Uh, yeah. Because I, I kind of lost my passion to take photos of my daily life uh, when I got really deep into the wedding photography. Yeah, it's just, yeah. You know, when you when you do your creative passion for your work, it kind of kills it for you, I think, mm -hmm. outside. Absolutely. And that's another thing I want to try to work on is I want to try to save room for just hobbies, just things that I don't feel like I have to monetize my joy all the time. You know, like, mm -hmm. how can I be making money from this? How can I hustle this? You know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, specifically pick things that are just passion projects and I don't want to ever see a cent from it so that I can just yeah. enjoy the process. That's so good. It's so easy to get wrapped up in that, though. Like I, mm -hmm. a lot of people, I know they're kind of joking, but if I'm like, oh, I'm going to go for a hike after stream, they're like, oh, bring us along. And I'm like, yeah. Ah. And then like I went to Oktoberfest a few weeks ago and people were like, oh, you should stream live from Oktoberfest. And I'm like, but I kind of just want to enjoy the night. But also then yeah. I feel guilty because I'm like, well, I could be streaming this and it's a fun time. People yeah. would like it. People would enjoy but, it. It would be good for the channel. It would be good for me, good for my audience. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure, especially in this industry or even with our both of our podcast projects. I would assume yours is the same way where people are like, oh, you know, you're starting a podcast and, you know, there's the hustle to try to get sponsors for that podcast. And, and then, you know, you can just be like, I actually just want to sit down and do this project because I want to say I've created a podcast and have really worked hard on it, you know? Yeah. Like that can be cool too. It doesn't have to be, you know, I'm a famous podcaster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's kind of why I started podcasting. I was like, A, I want to use my voice because people mm -hmm. say I should use my voice. And Always. Every, <laughs> all the time. It is the best. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and B, like I, you know, I wasn't thinking I would make money off of it. Just some way to expand my my stuff because it as fun as twitch is and as you know it is different every day it's still the same every day yeah so it's nice to do something different and like when was the last time we had a one-on-one -on -one conversation a long time yeah probably the last time i went to visit which mm -hmm. was oh, quite a while oh my god that was so was long it, ago yeah it was an that embarrassing was amount of time after ago. my ex and i broke up yeah. which was last november so it was like a, a year mission Oh my God, it was a year ago? Wow, yeah. okay. Which is nuts. Oh, but I came to visit you. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That's true. When Rob was there. Yeah. So love you, Rob. Love you, Rob. <laughs> Please come visit us again so that we will meet <laughs> yes. and hang out. <laughs> give, give us an excuse us to us hang out. <laughs> we don't really need an excuse. We just need to be good about... I don't know if that's mm -hmm. like being good or if that's just being an introvert. Do you ever struggle with that? Oh my God, so much. I, cause I wonder like, oh, I need to, I need to change. I need to go out. I need to socialize. And it's like, but I'm happy. Mm -hmm. you know, I haven't left my house in four days, but I have a view and it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not sad. You know, the, I, the only times I get sad are when it's like, I haven't seen people that I would like to see since last year. Like I haven't sat down mm -hmm. with you for coffee or tea or food or sushi or anything for yeah. a year. Or I didn't, I haven't seen Rob coming up in about a year now because he came to visit, but I wasn't able to go to the barbecue. So it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. Like, I don't want to go an entire year without seeing Rob. It's mm -hmm. just one of those things. I, I know we live far away from each other, but I don't know. People make waves, you know, yeah. conventions and mm -hmm. all that stuff. And mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I do think that's a very big part of being an introvert. I think yeah. all my friends know that they need to be the ones to ask me to hang out or else I just like won't. <laughs> me too yeah me too and i used to feel like outright garbage about that and every once in a while you'll see like tweets on twitter saying things like you know you need to find friends that care enough about you that they do this and i always smile to myself and i think yes in some instances yes you need to make sure that your person that you're trying to put effort into is also trying to put effort into you in the same way but People show their affection and their love and devotion in very different ways. I'm the same way. Mm -hmm. I won't reach out to hang out with anybody, but it doesn't mean I won't immediately like be very excited to hang out with someone and go out of my way to rearrange my schedule to make that happen and that I don't care, right? And I think I think there's a weird trend on Twitter right now to kind of just pigeonhole people and Yes. say you know one thing this is the way to do it or this is the way to have a good friendship and mm -hmm. i agree yeah my best friend knows to message like miranda she knows 
She has to yeah. message me like every day. Be like, hey, how are you? And if she doesn't message me, I'll just like wander off and just, I'm just in my own headspace. I don't, Yeah, it's not that I don't care or I'm not thinking about her. I just don't think to message her. It's so bizarre, that disconnect. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm the exact same way. My best friend and I talk like once every four months. Like, <laughs> just, yeah. it just doesn't happen. And, you know, when we get together, we, it's like we talk every day and we're still best friends. And yeah. Yeah. It's like no time has passed at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think it's good to have a, I think that is true friendship. Yes, I agree. Not, you know, talking every day and having that, but understanding each other's boundaries and space and yeah, which I'm glad we do that. Yeah. Because like, I don't hate you for never coming to see me and I don't <laughs> think you hate me for no, never coming to see you. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> also, I think we're both streamers, so I think it's a little bit I think there's an understanding among the streaming community that just kind of knows most of us are introverts and that's mm-hmm. just kind of how it's going to go and we stream a lot and then we're tired and yeah. you know that kind of thing whereas you know people who work the 9 to 5 you're not really using the same energy. Yeah. I'm streaming for 4 hours or 6 or you you'll go for like 12 hours and it's like I think it's uh it's so different. The tired I feel after a stream is not the same as when I would work a nine to five and come home. Sometimes I would mm-hmm. be really exhausted, but sometimes I would just be pent up and excited to do things because I'd been in an office all day and I was working on either spreadsheets ah. or code or, you know, just not, I wasn't using an entertaining level of energy. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never really thought about that. Yeah. Cause I, I say all the time, I'm exhausted after every stream. Like, yeah. I don't feel it while I'm streaming. Yeah. And then the moment you are done, you stand up and you're like, oh. Yeah. And it's like yeah. a wave hits you. It's like 24-hour streams. During them, I don't feel tired except for like the 13-hour mark because my adrenaline is just going the entire time. Yeah. And then at 24 hours, I'm like, yeah, I could probably keep going, but I I'll, I know that I shouldn't. And then immediately when I turn off stream, I'm like, whoa, I got to go to bed. And as soon as my head hit the pillow, I'm like done. Done. Yeah. yeah. It's weird how it how it works and how it all affects you. But mm. yeah, it's crazy. So you used to work in wedding photography, correct? Yes. 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 I still do technically, but I am on my way out of that. But yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So are you like advertising and promoting still or just if someone I never, approaches you? Yeah, I never actually ever advertised that. I was very lucky. I mean, I did some wedding shows here and there, but most of my clientele came from word of mouth and recommendations, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm basically just not taking any new clients at this point, unless it's like a really cool, exciting wedding, like the Hobbit wedding. Uh, I said yes to that one. You did a <laughs> hobbit wedding? I did. I did. Uh, it was the the groomsmen were hobbits and they like were barefoot and everything. And then um, the bridesmaids were elves. It was so incredibly beautiful. And she oh had this God. like, she had this gorgeous green dress that she made and the inside had fairy lights and the dress lit up went on the dance floor. It was what? like, yeah. And then she had these beautiful pointed ear cuffs that she wore that were gold and intricate and so it made her ears pointy like like an elf wow. it was just yeah it was wild i'll send you some pictures later but yeah, yeah it was, that sounds it was a lot of so fun. cool i can't say no to that yeah was, how could you, you? Know, party business <laughs> only you know like yeah <laughs> yeah i had to oh man that's also yeah. such a just fun wedding in general mm-hmm. like i that's that's like a relationship goal for me like have someone that is willing to have fun like that and yeah. not have the typical Thing. I want the yeah. typical thing personally, but <laughs> you know, down the line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Know. That's so yeah, cool. so it's good. And I think again, it's it's an effort to try to be working one job and not, you know, two or three, which can that can be the case with Twitch sometimes, you know, working full time. And I think in some ways I think it would be easier if I worked, you know, a full time job nine to five. And then I did streaming on the side versus mm-hmm. trying to run your own business and like manage that. Cause that's like, you know, wedding photographers, 60 hour work week, if not more, you know, when God. you're shooting and stuff like that. So it's editing and just kind of managing mm. everybody and client meetings and, you know, getting like the books and stuff from the printer. It's just, it's a lot. So right. I'm, I'm ready to have my weekends back uh, for a couple of summers at least. Mm-hmm. And who knows if the full-time streaming thing, it doesn't really make me feel comfortable. Um, because, you know, it can be pretty nerve wracking making that switch. So 
if for some reason my backup plan is basically that I can just start accepting weddings again, I can just start saying yeah. yes uh, to those things. So that's awesome. I'm not entirely shutting the door on it, but I'm kind of hoping that I can say farewell to it for a time. I've done it for like 10 years now. So it'd be mm -hmm. great if I could just do something else now. Yeah. It's also really nice to have it as a backup if you have a slow month with streaming. Yeah. And you can just pick up a wedding and yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that many hours in a week. Yeah, it's it, it can be pretty intensive. I mean, that's most of the time in the summer. That's like when you're mm. booking weddings. But if you think about it, and then it's, it's not quite the same as streaming, but as a wedding photographer, you have to, there are only, only so many weekends in a year and you have to pretty much shoot 15 to sometimes more than that to make a nice wage for your year, right? So that right. means that every summer you're doing a, Saturday and a Sunday, right? Every weekend in summer, and in sometimes in the fall. So my my season usually starts in March and doesn't end until now October, hmm. which I just did my last wedding like last weekend. Wow. So yeah, and then and then there's like all the editing in between that, the delivery, you know, all sorts of stuff that you do. Mm -hmm. And then they want albums or they want prints done on the wall, so you have to like you have to design those, or maybe you can you can offload that, but I do it. I, did, I do all my editing and I design the albums and then I send it to them and then they're like, switch these photos around and then I do that and then I send it back and then they're like, okay. Then I send to printer, then I have to go pick up from printer, then I have to deliver to clients and it's oh just like, God. yeah, it's a, it's, it's a lot. Wow. A lot. That's but crazy. I do love it. I do sometimes look at my work and I'm like, oh, or when I'm taking the pictures, that's like mm -hmm. my favorite part. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're capturing such beautiful moments oh, that you. are once in a lifetime, you know? Oh, yes. Hopefully yes, once sure. in a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's, yeah, it's very, very heartwarming and incredible. And I love that. I just love people and I love people's interaction. I think mm -hmm. there's a joke in my stream that I have empathy level over 9,000 because yeah. sometimes I will just like cry during gameplay or, you know, whatever moves me, you know, a commercial. Oh my God, I cry. There's so many commercials. <laughs> Have you seen the Ikea lamp commercial? Oh my God, no. Okay, I will send it to you. And for those listening, don't worry, I'm about to describe it, okay? We, we open on this adorable lamp and a little girl who's like, using this lamp she's reading by this lamp they're like playing in the in the in her bedroom laughing by the by the lamplight doing shadow puppets and it's just like this lamp and how much she loves this lamp and then like the bulb goes out or something like that and then they put the lamp out on the curb and <gasps> then the, it's raining and the sad music is playing and then some guy walks up and he goes why do you feel badly for this lamp you know, because you're an idiot. It's not a, it doesn't have any feelings. It's just a lamp. Go get a new one from Ikea. And I'm like, ah, I found it so traumatizing. Oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. I'll, I'll send it to you. But yeah, it was just That's like, so you know, good. stuff like that will, will bother yeah. me. But there was one with a Super Bowl commercial a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I think it was for Budweiser. And there were like all these horses and they were, <gasps> do you know this one? Yes, I do. Yes. yes, I do. And what what happened in it? They're like the really pretty horses with the big feet that kind of like dance when they walk. Yeah. Isn't it like one of the horses? Hold on. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to yes. look it up right now. Oh, yeah. There it goes. Horse commercial. That's what I thought. Yeah. And the horse like, because the one, are you talking about the one where? The Clydesdale. Cly yeah. Cl yep. Clyde's. Clydesdale. And it's like run, it's running <laughs> alongside the truck and then it's uh, there's like yeah, a part in it, it where he's laying down and yeah, he's laying down in the barn when it's like born or sick, I think. Yeah. And yeah. Then, okay, what's happening in here? Yeah, I don't know. I got a weird like a video of somebody talking about the commercial rather oh. than the actual commercial, but <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it starts as a baby and then it like ends with him like lying down, I think, uh next to yeah. They're just so in love. He yep. loves his horse. Anything. Oh, I so just cute. got like goosebumps because yeah. I'm so lame. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm lame too. Uh, I'm right there with you. Anything with like people loving their animals or happy feet too. Have I told you this story? I feel no, like it might have come me. up at some point. I love happy feet too. I like, I'm super, I love penguins. I don't know. And the end of that movie I cry every time I watch it and I was working at Starbucks and I was talking about the ending to this movie 
in our break room and how it makes me cry and how it's so beautiful. And I started describing it and I started crying in the break room. <laughs> Just talking about happy feet too. <laughs> oh, that's pretty incredible. That's pretty. Just thinking about it got you going again. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. It's just so beautiful. I <laughs> I have to tell you um, a story of my little sister. So I have two younger sisters that are like, so technically I have three, Um, one that's two years younger than me, but then I have two younger, younger sisters that are like, we're like 15 years apart. So um, I was pretty much basically an adult when the youngest one watched the snowman for the first time. Mm. And are you familiar with that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a beautiful movie. It's so beautiful. And for those listening who don't know what it is, it's like a... 30 minute, maybe 45 minute animated film with no speaking in it. It's just music. And it's this boy who builds a snowman and then it comes to life and like takes him on this magical adventure. And at the very end, he wakes up the next morning excited to go on another adventure and the snowman has melted. And I got shivers again. Ah, <laughs> uh, I watched this with my sister who was about like five at the time. And uh, I waited because I cry watching this film every time. And I I thought, okay, this is her first time. So she's probably going to be really upset. And she wasn't upset. (laughs) When it was over, she just walked over to the remote and started to rewind the video. And I was like, you know, are you okay? What are you doing? I'm fixing him. (gasps) And then I lost it. I lost it. I just started bawling like, oh, you can't. That's not how death works, honey. You can't. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. And then... uh, (laughs) Yeah, that was that. That was just a pretty. That's a pretty wild story. I think wow, about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. what a lovely response, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. that wow. she wanted to go back and like rewind the video to fix Aww. the snowman. Yeah. Oh my god, my heart. I might, I might cry just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. You should maybe change the subject. Okay, okay. I, <laughs> I wanna, brought it up. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you about your love mm-hmm. for robots. Actually, oh I yes, feel like this okay. is a good. A good transition. Yeah, it's a great transition. Um, Yes, I love robots. What do you want to (laughs) know? When did you find out about this? Who is your favorite robot? Data. Tanny? He's not uh, Data, but he's, yeah, he's from Star Trek. But I don't think that he technically counts as a robot or android. So when I say robot, I know there are probably some other robot lovers out there that are like, oh, she means android. I know what I mean. It's just easier for me to explain robot. And I also happen to love regular robots as well. But... (laughs) It started definitely with uh, with a love for androids. And I, I think it's just the human condition. I think it's because I love people so much and I love exploring what it means to be human. I love that a lot. And that is most often done with uh, with androids, either through fiction or just the idea that we could recreate life in a way that they would be able to understand and empathize and um, connect with us. I, I'm, it fascinates me. I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That makes sense. She has these little robots. Yes, that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that what what do they all do? They're like a a moving Siri, right? Sort of. Yeah. So um, the one that I have right here, uh, this is Vector. Oh my and god, Vector. This one's Cosmo. Yeah. And they um they will light up and talk to you. Vector will respond to like uh he might not wake up because I had him turned off for a bit. Hey Vector. Yeah, he's his battery's dead, so he's got to charge. <laughs> but he will like wake up on his own. Yeah, he'll wake up in the morning by himself when he hears me moving around. And then I can say like, hey, what's the weather? And he'll like respond. I can ask him questions. He'll Google the answers for me. And one of my one of my mods has made it so that he will respond to subs and stuff in the chat. What? So yeah, like a sub will come in and he'll get all excited and he'll dance around and he'll say thank you to username. And yeah, it's it's really, really cute. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you could program stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. I love robots. I love robots so much. That's so cool. <laughs> I remember I was at PB's house. She had this little robot mouse. Oh, yeah. That your mm-hmm. cat like loved. And mm-hmm. it somehow got stuck in a floorboard. Yep. And we couldn't get it out. And it was just like. What was it doing? Just chirping it's, in there. Yeah, chirping and slowly dying. And I can't <laughs> stop thinking about it because it's still stuck in that board. And every <laughs> once in a while, I'm like, there's a dead robot in there that needs to be rescued and I can't get it. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> a dead robot. I might have a little bit of an obsession. I have robot uh, fish tank. So there aren't any fish in there. It's oh my just, God, I love that tank. Like 
robot jellyfish and uh, a robot seahorse. And I have robot pets for my cats. I have a robot litter box. I have a robot vacuum cleaner. Yeah, I just, I love robots. I love them oh, so I think much. we have the same off-brand Roomba, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. The Eufy. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you put googly eyes on it or anything? Not yet. I okay. really want to do that. And I want to code it and program it so that it can respond to vector. And <gasps> yeah, I think that would be really cool. And I would love to add like a voice bit in it where it like hums as it's cleaning. That would be amazing. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy That's things that so I want to do cool. with the robots. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, the things that you can do now with technology is mm -hmm. is kind of crazy. Wow. I apparently, um, they started putting serial numbers or something on Roombas because people got so attached to theirs that if they put them back for, or if like they needed repair or maintenance Warranty or something, stuff, yeah. yeah, they would request the same one back because they loved their Roomba so much that they didn't want a new Roomba. They wanted their same their Roomba. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually adorable yeah so they there's some i don't remember someone when chat was telling me but yeah they like made it so that they can track which actual Roomba is people's <laughs> i do i do love mine i gave it a name uh joben it's jo his name is joben yeah and it, it's japanese for cleanliness so I, I like it but yeah so i call him joe sometimes but yeah he'll just like putter around the apartment and when he gets stuck i'm like i'm coming joe and he's like beeping at me oh my god <laughs> oh my god. Machines. i know <laughs> mine mine got stuck on a carpet in my bedroom that's like just in front of Buster's little cage. Yeah. And I went in and he was like all mangled in the carpet and the carpet was like flipped over oh, him no. and he was like beeping and I was like, oh, my oh, heart. No. <laughs> you poor <I'll> baby. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I like actually kind of ran towards it. Like I'm coming. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I get it. I get it. That's so funny. I think that vacuum was the first like robot that I felt, uh, Attached to. towards though, yeah. Except for Wally. Oh yeah, Wally. That's a that's a show that I get emotional about. That the mm -hmm. first twenty minutes of Wally are like the best. Yeah, in that film where it's just quiet. There's no interaction, and it's him. Now I have to watch it again. Oh, mm -hmm. so good. It's so good. That speaks so much about just us, like as humans, to yeah. that movie. And like, and I feel like it was really before its time. Like, when did that come out? Uh, two thousand and eight i think yeah like potentially i remember at maybe the time, 2007 let's look it up i am curious 2008 yeah because i remember at the time being like oh this is kind of like overkill that's not gonna happen and now now it's you like, know oh, 11 years later it's like ooh, ugh. this is exactly where we're headed yeah it's crazy but oh man so you in addition to your robots also mm -hmm. have a lot of plants. I do. What attracted you to plants and such? Um, and that's a weird question. It's a good question though, because I have a, it's a strange answer. So I'm trying to think about how to articulate it really well. I um, This year, I sort of became obsessed with our images of ourselves and what we tell ourselves and things we've been telling ourselves our whole lives. For example, I'm not a morning person or I can't keep plants because I have a black thumb. I'm going to kill them. You know, these things that we say over and over again, because what? I killed two or three plants when I was still learning, like when mm -hmm. I first got them and I didn't understand that this plant needed more water. And I just gave up after that and said, oh, I don't I have a black thumb and I I'm going to kill all these plants. And just thinking about challenging that for myself. So I set out to kind of try to do that. I picked a couple of things that I just wanted to see if I still felt that way. I wanted to really know myself. If I train myself to get up in the morning, will I like it better? Will I suddenly want to be a morning person? Or do I have to put that label on? Do I have to be either a morning or an after or a night owl? No, I don't have to say I'm a coffee or a tea person. But I think, I think society kind of tries to push us into that, obviously, mm -hmm. because they want to sell us stuff. It's like way easier for a company to market to you if they can put a label on you. So we all kind of just yeah. do that. And, and just accept it. 
yeah, and we just accept it. Like, oh, I like tea over coffee, or I like, you know, warm colors, warm tones on my makeup, or, you know, whatever it is that your label that you're attaching to yourself, whatever it is. Um, I just wanted to challenge it because I've always wanted to have a balcony garden. And I live mm-hmm. in the city, and I've lived in the city for a long time. So I always thought, okay, well, I'm not going to have a, a lush green garden in my yard because I don't have a yard, but I could do a balcony garden. Oh, but no, I, I don't have a green thumb. I'll kill everything. Well, screw that. I'm going to, I'm going to try this year. And uh, so I did and I'm loving it. And I still have a bunch of like fake plants around so that if something dies, I don't feel totally traumatized. I still have greenery in my life, (laughs) but, but I, I have some plants that I've managed to keep alive for quite a while. I managed to keep a hibiscus, which is a tropical plant, alive Ooh. for yeah an entire year. It died this summer, if you can believe that. <gasps> no, it just got it was so hot, and yeah, it just that's what ended up killing it. But I managed to keep it alive all winter, so wow, I think yeah. that, that's that's that was a big accomplishment for me. I was very that's excited awesome. about that. So. Yeah, congratulations! Yeah. And I love that you are excited that you kept it alive instead of that it died. Like, yeah, being sad that it died. Yeah. That's such a good way to look at things instead of, you know, focusing on the negative. Like, oh, I killed it. I told you, like, I knew that was going to happen. Well, yeah. no, I kept it al- I kept it alive for, for the hardest part of the year, which was the winter. And uh, I'm, I'm happy. And I'm just, yeah, anybody listening to this, if this is like resonating with you, I encourage you to pick a couple of things that you've always said about yourself and just look at it. Think about it for a minute. Is that something that you really believe? Is that what you really enjoy? Or is it just what you've been telling yourself your whole life? Or did somebody tell you that once? Like somebody yeah. told me once that some I, when I was in Latchkey, when I was a young kid, so maybe 12, 13, I wasn't even really wearing jewelry yet. Two of the women that were in charge of the Latchkey group said to me, you have amazing eyebrows. You'll never need to do any sort of maintenance to your eyebrows. And silver jewelry looks better on you than gold jewelry. And then I just grew up thinking, okay, cool. Oh boy, yeah. wrong about the eyebrows. <laughs> Way <laughs> wrong about the eyebrows. Uh, and also wrong about the wrong about the jewelry. And I would shy away from gold-looking jewelry or warmer toned things like that because I was told silver looked better on me. So I just trusted them. And then it wasn't until like a couple of years ago. I'm I'm over 30 years old, people listening. Like I it took me that long to go I don't care. I like gold jewelry. And then I looked in the mirror and I went, wow, this looks great on me. Like yeah. I have tanned skin and freckles. Gold looks great. That bitch didn't know what she was talking about. Or maybe she did, or it was just her opinion or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just let myself believe it. And that's so sad and dangerous. <laughs> it's crazy. Those little moments in your life mm-hmm. that really resonate with you and like really stick with you. Like you got to be really careful what you say to people because that yeah. sort of stuff is really, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can <laughs> be know? pretty intense. Yeah, especially as a kid. Yeah, especially as a young girl. It was it was intense. And now I go out of my way. I don't say it if I don't mean it, but I go out of my way when I'm in random places like the like a public bathroom and I see, a, you know, a girl in there and she's putting on lipstick or she's like doing a touch up. If she's like looking fire, I will say so. I will be yeah. like, damn, that lip color is fucking great. And then I just walk out of the bathroom. Yeah. But because you totally make their day. Yeah. You make their day. And it's true. You know, like I'm not going to say it if it's not true. But mm-hmm. yeah. And I think I think we all need to hear that sometimes. We all just need to hear that. It's just nice. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like I think that's such an important thing because there's so much negativity just everywhere. Like the news Mm-hmm. Twitter, everywhere in our life that it just is exhausting. And so yeah. those little tiny, like I was walking um, down the street in Toronto, like mm-hmm. six summers ago, I would say, and I had just gotten this new dress and this girl was like, hey, that's a really cool dress as she was passing by. And I was like, thanks. And yeah. like, like I said, this is years ago and I still, you still remember, I still it? remember it just this yeah. random encounter. Cause I was like, I searched so long to find a dress. Like I literally spent an entire day in the mall and everything's too short on me. Cause I'm fairly yeah, tall and my butt tall. hangs out. And so I finally found this dress and this girl complimented and I was like, yes, I did a I good did job. It. Success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you never know what people are, uh, are going through. 
Yeah. And I think it's nice to think that you can be powerful in that way. Even if it's a small thing like complimenting a stranger and you making their day and they remember it six years later, that's an awesome power to have. That's Mm -hmm. really cool that that you have the ability to do that, to impact people. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I just spent really long looking up a tweet because I read this and I was like, yes. And I want to read it because I feel like it might resonate with you a little bit. It's from the Mm -hmm. Dalai Lama, which is Mm -hmm. Lama, Lama, I don't know. Lama, I think. Lama, yeah. But it's optimism does not mean being blind to the actual reality of a situation. Have you read this or seen this? No, but yes, but I didn't read this tweet (laughs) specifically. But yes, this is good. This is gold. I saw you nodding. Mm -hmm. Okay, so optimism does not mean being blind to the actual reality of a situation. It means maintaining a positive spirit to continue to seek a solution to any given problem. And it means recognizing that any given situation has many different aspects, positive as well as problematic. And I read that and I was just like, thank you. Thank you. Because I consider myself a definitely a an optimist and i feel like so many people are just like oh you're just ignoring everything in life and i'm like i'm really not though it's the same thing as you and your plant like mm-hmm. this plant died and you can either be sad or be like damn i i gave that plant a good life for while yeah, it was, while alive, it was you know? alive yeah exactly yeah, that's pretty awesome that's just this toxic positivity stuff i see floating around our community and twitter right now and i just look at that and i'm like that's not a thing that's not a thing what it's is not it i i probably just don't oh, even pay attention. Yeah, you you probably shouldn't. I just see it pop up every <laughs> once in a while where people are like toxic positivity where you're it's basically what you said. You're so positive that you're blind to all the bad things that happen in the world or mm. you know, bad things do happen. So get get with the program. And it's like, yeah, why we know that. We're not idiots. Yeah. You know, we're just choosing to focus on the good stuff because if you if you don't, then you focus on all the bad stuff. And that doesn't feel good. No one likes that. It doesn't make yeah. anybody's day. I can't imagine living a life just looking at yourself every day in the mirror and going, you're ugly. The world sucks. I don't know. Global warming. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, I don't have to. I was pretty depressed for a a while. Yeah. In my younger adult life. Yeah, I definitely was like, it's okay. I'm great now. Yeah. I Um, love you. That makes me so sad. Oh, (laughs) I love you too. And I'm okay now. But yeah, uh, yeah, when I was younger, I used to, I definitely used to feel that way. And I, if Mm -hmm. anybody's listening, feeling that way now, it can get better. But a major part for me in that was shifting my mindset. Mm -hmm. I had to catch myself when I was focusing on the negative things. I had to catch myself when a bad thing happened to say, okay, Let's reprogram your brain. You're like, you're a computer and, uh, you know, look at the positive. And I had to stop listening to the music that made me sad because really all I wanted to do was dwell in my own sadness. I just, there was a lot that I had to do to get out of that. Mm-hmm. And it is possible. But now I, I, now it feels pretty far away, which I'm very thankful for. It feels Good. like a lifetime ago. But that's part of the reason why I try to do it in a public bathroom. Because mm-hmm. I know sometimes when you're in a public bathroom and like you're touching up your makeup, that inner voice is just like, nothing will make this good. Yeah. Like I know what that inner voice can sometimes do. So sometimes if, I, if I'm walking out of the bathroom and I see somebody there and they're touching their makeup up and I can just sense that they're maybe feeling down on themselves, I will go out of my way to be like, your eyebrows are great or whatever it is that I want to yeah. pick something that is amazing and then just walk <laughs> out of the bathroom and be like, awesome. I just have this vision <laughs> of you just winding up and just spanking someone. I don't know why. <laughs> We're like, damn, girl. We're like, yeah, you're awesome. (laughs) Um, No, I would never grope somebody or sexually harass someone in public, but um, or in private or at all ever. But because that's kind of what sort of what you're doing when you do that. You're just kind of like, heck yeah, you look great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a good visual. Yeah. Yeah. Like, damn. Wow. Well, that's, Mm. yeah. I always feel so grounded when i talk to you same like i feel so at peace i don't know it's weird like hippie conversations i love it yeah right we're mm-hmm. just- <laughs> i think this is the most like deep we've gotten on this podcast so it's good <laughs> sorry <laughs> but not it's sorry great. it's good yeah yeah so how do this is a total like change of topic i have okay, some wait. like things that i wanted to uh to ask you, sure, you sure, play sure. all sorts of cool things. What did you say? How did you describe what your stream was? I liked that term. 
Oh, narrative, narrative focused. Yeah. yeah. I like focused. that. So, so just saying yeah. variety. Yeah. 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 Because everyone just goes variety. So yeah, I have to, that's a tip, by the way. If you say variety broadcaster, you should pick one thing that, because variety can mean anything. And yes, you want to be anything, but what is something that you would want your channel to be known for? Pick that and go with it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you can say cooking among other things, but just saying variety doesn't really say much at all to somebody who's seen your channel for the first time. Like things started really changing for me and my channel, not to talk shop or business, but things started changing for me when I personally started seeing my broadcast as like narrative focused and sponsors were like, cool, I'm an indie developer. Do you want to play my story driven game? And I'm like, yes, I want more things like this. So right. try to see if there's something in your stream that is more of what you want and then focus on that. That's mm -hmm. it. Cool. That's awesome. Because I, I know like it's crazy because you play all these weird games no one's heard of and <laughs> your viewers stick around for it because you, yeah. you just tell them that that's what you're going to be doing. And I love that. Yeah. Because like if I played this game no one had ever heard of, like I know a lot of people would still be there, but not, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. So. I think that's because didn't when you built your stream, you built it around the FPS, right? Mm -hmm. the FPS community. Yeah, so uh, just Counter-Strike. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me because a lot of people are there for FPS. Whereas when I started streaming, it was playing random games nobody had ever heard of. So that's kind of how that community, so they're, they're, they know what to expect, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And when I switch and play an FPS, everybody's like, what is happening? <laughs> You used to play some Siege, right? Yeah, and they would laugh at me. Did I tell you about the hostage situation? Have you seen this clip? I don't think so. Mop, I killed the hostage and I got <laughs> excited. And then they were like, you're not supposed to kill the hostage. You're <laughs> supposed to save the hostage. You're supposed to go in and rescue them. Like I got into the window with my fucking, with my sniper rifle and I sh <laughs> headshot the hostage. And I was like, yeah. And then it went orange team wins or whatever. And I was like, yes, I did it. And then everyone went, no, honey, you're on the blue team. <laughs> oh my God. That's so good. It was a clean shot though. It was good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> as long as you have fun, you know. Oh, yeah, I had a blast. I had a blast. And I, I can laugh at myself just as easily as the next person. So. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. always a good, good, healthy respect for my own misgiving or misgivings. Is that what I want to say? I have a healthy respect for my own flaws and things like that. Yeah. I can laugh at that. I mean, that's good because everyone has flaws. Yep. Everybody Hate to does. break it to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. One of those outlook things, maybe, you know, instead of focusing on your flaws, it's a super negative thing. I mean, obviously, they're flaws, so they're, you know, negative by nature. But if you can laugh at yourself and have a good, healthy sense of humor about your flaws, I find life is a lot easier. Mm -hmm. I think it's how you deal with them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like the same thing as being really introverted and maybe not talking to your friends. Like, yeah, yep. People might consider that a flaw, but as long as you are open about that and people know whatever it's not a flaw yeah to some people it might be but screw them screw them forget it yeah <laughs> so you also have a podcast i do i want you to uh talk a little bit about that advertise okay. it a bit since we're on the same network too yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> um so i have a i have two other podcast projects one is called the deep dive it is my baby passion project and basically we play games nobody's ever heard of or we play games that are narrative focused and then we talk about them. We kind of deep dive, we dive right into that, how they made us feel, how they relate to, you know, life and and um, what kind of lessons we took away from that. And the second project is not deep at all, really. It is my <laughs> it is my secret love of Roswell, the nineteen ninety nine TV show that aired on the CW. Uh, my friend Brandon and I sit down and we just it's a watch along. We're watching the episodes and talking about it. <laughs> But I love it. And uh, That's yeah, awesome. you can find uh, the deep dive at deepdivecast.com. And Leaving Normal is the Roswell podcast. And you can find that at leavingnormalpodcast.com. That's cool. What was the Roswell about? Oh, I never watched it. Aliens. Well, okay. It was oh. about, it was, uh, it was so much more than that. It was actually, did you watch Buffy? No, I didn't. Okay. Everyone's so I didn't hate either. Me for that. Okay. No, they won't hate you. They won't hate you. I hope. I didn't I didn't <laughs> either. I wasn't allowed to when I was younger, but mm. um either way, during that time period, Buffy was trying to use uh teach lessons to teenagers 
or make a difference in their lives using vampires and supernatural creatures as a metaphor. Roswell was doing the same thing, but with with aliens. So uh, they dealt with topics like adoption, feeling alienated, expats even, because I had I had grew up in Japan and then I moved to the States quite suddenly. And when I started watching that show, I could relate to the aliens in a way because they kind of felt out of place a little mm-hmm. bit, like they were trying to blend in. So they were kind of trying to help teenagers with things like, you know, being different or expats or being adopted and it would just do stuff like that with the with the guise of aliens and alien romance and stuff like that. But uh, cool. it was a really, really good show. So yeah, I feel like I should have watched that when I was young. Well, I happen to have two sets of DVDs, one for me and one for Loner. So next time nice. I see you, okay. I will lend you some Roswell. No rush good. to get it back to me either. Take your time. Is it on Netflix or anything or no? It was for a while, but I don't know if it is anymore. Mm, okay. I really liked uh, Brace Face for that. I don't know what? if you ever watched Brace Face. No. What was that? I, I don't know if it was Canadian. It was just about this girl who she had braces and mm. everyone like made fun of her because she had braces. And I think her family was like really unstable or something. Yeah, It was like real like intense for a child to watch. And then she got made fun of at school. And I remember once she was like anorexic and was modeling and she like passed her on the stage because she had oh like it dealt with a lot of yeah, like really, really intense. intense stuff. And I loved that show. I have to look that up. Yeah. And no one really watched it. And I was like, guys, Brace Face is amazing. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yep. Was it Canadian? Uh, yep. Canadian American Chinese animated television series. Okay. And it aired on Teletoon in Canada. So yeah, it was mostly Canadian. Yeah. I was wow, 10 when that crazy. came out. And I think that was like the perfect time for me because she was like, I think in grade eight or something. Yeah. Um. So you, it was and... like preparing you for that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great show. I'm sure now it's not so great, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's it like one of like, those things where you go back and you're like, oh, what was I thinking? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it was my Roswell, though. Yeah. Yeah, I watched a lot of that show. <laughs> um, so then you also do a lot of D&D? Yeah. Is that, yeah? Dungeons and Dragons, yes, it's true. Cool. Um, I do a lot of tabletop RPGs. Um, I like to play them. I like to make believe. Uh, I like to slip into the shoes of somebody else that might believe something differently than I do to kind of, again, just challenge what I know of myself. Um, Yeah. And I do a lot of that over on a Twitch channel or YouTube channel called Table Story. I actually just finished uh, my first long campaign uh, where I was GMing it, uh, which means I kind of like write the world and uh, guide the players through. um, For those of you who have no idea what that means, uh, yeah, I kind of just basically wrote a novel and then didn't write it. I just let people play around in the world. Um, and then uh, that's been going since February of this year. And it, Whoa. The, yeah, the finale just ended yesterday. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, so it's crazy. And that show's called Nocturne. Fair warning, though, it's a it's a pretty dark show. Um, it, you know, deals with some intense topics. But I'd, I'd like to stress it's not dark for the sake of being dark. It's for the sake of exploring that kind of stuff. Right. In a safe environment. So um, mm-hmm. definitely check it out. Uh, it's called Nocturne. So you can go to Table Story um, on Twitch or YouTube and find it. I think I watched like 20 minutes of that once. Um, I'm not often on in the evening and it's usually yeah. on in the evening, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So I like right. to take time away from Twitch. But good. Good. there was one, um, there was a guy talking and he was talking about his wife. Oh, God, of course, that's the episode you saw. (laughs) It was intense. And your face was just like the whole time. And I think someone like started crying. Like it was it was intense. And the whole chat had like that Oscar. um, Yeah, the Oscar emo because his performance was so good. Yeah, Yeah. his performance was so good. It was intense. I tuned in like halfway through his speech or acting or whatever you would call it. And I was just like, I don't know what's happening. But holy crap, this is like. This is tense. Yeah, this is pretty dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was like one of the most intense moments of the show where he he kind of revealed his backstory a little bit and what something traumatic had really happened to his wife and daughter. And he uh. basically re- revealed it. And it's like midway through the series. So yeah, it was it was pretty wild. And I didn't know some of what 
he was revealing like me he told me a little bit but when he he revealed everything there and so i was shocked as a gm as well yeah so they get to pick their own story like as things go Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ah. they get to yeah it's kind of it's interactive storytelling together it's improv so like i'll build the world and then kind of give them either a story or an investigation or something to kind of like do and then they start doing that and then as they progress they get faced with more decisions that i present them with and they just grow as people it's like watching an improv tv show it's Mm. it's pretty wild um it's very hard for me to articulate and explain for those who have no idea what it is but uh yeah it's just a bunch of people that are trying to explore an idea or a story and create something together uh, by working together and collaborating as a team to try to like tell a cool story uh, with each other. Yeah, it's pretty neat. That's awesome. Do you find it hard to only do once a week and like kind of keep up with it or is it okay? Um, It's okay. I mean, I'm, I GM that show once a week and then I'm on a couple of others a couple times a week, which I should probably slow down on that. But um (laughs) I don't. I find that that's a good pace. Most of the time, right. pl- players will say that they want more, but as the you know the writer and the GM, it's just enough time for me to write another episode for everybody. Um, right. So yeah, because you, you got to like prepare. You take like what happened that week, and then mm-hmm. you write the next kind of like chapter in mm-hmm. it for the next week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the sessions are usually about three hours long. So oh my like, god. They sit, yeah, and they go and they do. It's like a game. They're basically playing a game every week with you, and you you kind of make it sort of. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Um, I didn't realize it was that long. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Each episode's uh, that long, and then you. I mean, it can be some people play for two hours or whatever, but ours are usually three. I know. Got you. Hi, Kitty. Hi, Pumpkin. Aww. Cat just walked right right in front of her, ready yeah. for snuggles. Ready for snuggles. <laughs> Oh, oh, is that cute. the jean licking one? No, it is not. The okay. jean licking one's right over here. This is pumpkin. I have Aww. I have a kitty that likes to lick denim and he just, whenever Mop comes to visit, he just sits down and licks her pants. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's so the good. first thing. I literally walk in the door yeah. and he just ran out to me and I was like, hi, kitty. And he just starts licking your jeans. Oh, goodness. I got him. I told you I got him his baby gap. Uh, jacket, his jean jacket from uh, Baby Gap that I put on him when guests come over. And so he'll just lick that instead of everybody else. Oh my God. It's pretty hilarious. I have a picture of him in it. I'll send it to you. Does he put it on willingly? Uh, yeah, he he's weird. He'll let me put on any costumes or anything to him. He doesn't really mind. Oh, super strange. That's so funny. I love your yeah. cats. I'm, I have to admit, I'm not really a cat person, but they're yeah. like, they're so cute and so cuddly and like interactive, I guess. I didn't think I was a cat person either. Um, the first, the my oldest cat that I have, it was like a very strange rescue situation where I lived in this like hickish town um, and I, in the middle of nowhere, and I went to return a book to my friend and like uh, her dad was drowning the kittens, unwanted kittens in the <gasps> backyard. Yeah, oh I'm not God. even kidding. It was horrific. And oh my uh, gosh. She, she was like crying and I like went to return this book and then she's like, well, you know, this is happening in the backyard. And I was like, oh my God. And then, one of the cat, one of the kittens like came up to me and like r- ran into my leg and I just picked him up, gave her the book and like left. Oh my um, God. Yeah. And so that was, that was my, that's my cat. That's my eldest cat who's now like 16 years old. Oh, you yeah. saved him or her. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's more and yet to him. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a wild story. And then of course, after that, I, I became a cat person and now I have, I have three cats. Shh, don't judge me, listeners, please. <laughs> I, have three, I have three cats now. But, they're all yeah. so nice, though. They are. I love them so much. Yeah. Um, they're all rescues. Aww. They all have weird stories like that. I, I just know I can't go to rescue places anymore. I can't go anywhere near them because they all have horrible stories. Like um, Atlas, the Jean, the Jean Denim Liquor one, um, was like kicked as a kitten and needed to go through like extensive care. And when we got him, um, when wow. we rescued him, he had to be like kind of sequestered off into a room for three or four weeks while he like recovered and oh my god like, he had like a lung infection and everything as well it was just like it was wild and then pumpkin story is probably the least traumatic but most it's just so strange i came in to to photograph because i because i'm a photographer i will photograph the rescue cats uh, for them so that they have like mm. good photos i just volunteer my time um and 
I went in to take pictures and Pumpkin's sign on his cage said, please adopt in pairs. And he was the only one in there. And I went, what happened here? And they went, some family came in and adopted three of the kittens. Not two, but three of them and oh. left the fourth one. And I Weird. went, what? Why? And then, so as I was getting ready to leave, I was like, oh, that's such a sad story. Leave, leave, PB, walk out the door now. <laughs> uh, as I went to leave, he kind of like leapt up at the top of the cage and just like <laughs> muted at me. And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll take him. I'll adopt him. And they oh were like, what? Oh my God. I'm like, I can't. His story is so sad. Who would leave him? Yeah. And he, he's just the most affectionate cat I think I've ever experienced. Aww. Like he, all he wants to do is lay on a lap. The moment that's you awesome. sit down, he's up there. Yeah. Aww. I wonder why you would get three and not. I know. It's that's weird. so weird to me. That's yeah. so strange or why they would let them. But I guess it, at the end of the day, they've got to hope that the last one goes as yeah. well rather than just like, you know. Aww. Yeah. Huh. When I got Buster, I was living in England at the time and I fell in love with rabbits because I like every time we'd come home from the bar, there was a big field outside of where I lived Aww. and I would go and I would sit down and all these little bunnies, because they were like babies at the time, um, would just like hop around the field while I would just sit and just watch them. And I was like, I love rabbits. And then so I started like watching all these pet rabbit videos on YouTube in my spare yeah. time and was like, I'm getting a rabbit when I come home. And so I looked at the Humane Society website and I saw Fluffy was his name at the time. And I was like, I need him. But I, I wasn't leaving for like three or four months or something. Yeah. And so every once in a while, I would check the Humane Society website and Fluffy would still be on there. And Aww. so right when I got home, I like built a like, they call it a bunny condo for him. Yeah. And uh, when I went to go get him, like as we were walking in, he stood up on the side of his cage and like put his head up to like kind of like get ready to like smell me. And I was like, yep. That's it's meant to be that. Yeah, it's meant to be. That is a wild story. He yep. was there for so for three months. While yeah, you, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Now that's such a heartwarming baby. story. Yeah, he is your baby, yeah. and your whole channel branding is bunnies. It's yeah, like, it's so cute. It's so cute. Yeah, he's awesome. I love that little guy. But yeah, good times. Um, <laughs> We should wrap up with Yeah, I'm sorry. I've definitely gone over time. Hour? I know. No, it's <laughs> it's totally fine. Is there anything that you want to um mention or discuss or ask me or anything? No, you we... Yeah, you you asked everything. I think we had a great conversation. Um yeah, it was good. You even had me purposely plug like my podcast, which I thought was really cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was very very nice. I had a great time and uh, I would love cool. to come back anytime that you would have me. It's Thanks, been a good conversation. Yeah. Thank Ooh. you. Do you have anything exciting coming up in the near future? Oh, goodness me. No, thankfully. No. I'm just going <laughs> to relax for a couple of weeks after my premiere. Oh, yeah. wait. I did want to. I'm not in this and I'm not on it, but it's on the channel that I co-run. It's a Harry Potter um, tabletop show. <gasps> it's so good. And I like I only read a couple of the Harry Potter books when I was younger and then I kind of like fell out of it. But this mm -hmm, has magic same. and I, I, I got very excited watching it. It was just, it was really, really cool. Oh, wow. And that's on um, Table Story? Yeah, that just started uh, this week actually. So you can, you can hop in and watch the first episode and I'll be there every Tuesday. So that's kind of what's going on with me right now. Cool. Yeah. So you are only on two tabletops now then, right? Because yours yeah. ended? Yeah, mine ended. Yes, you're okay. right. You're right. That'll yeah. be nice to yeah. take some time. Yeah, have an extra so. night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do something else with my Wednesday nights now. Mm -hmm. You'll have an extra night to come visit old Moppy. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good. Well, um, where can we find you? What is your Twitter and all that good stuff? Yep. You can find me at Pumpkinberry. So at Twitter and at twitch.tv slash Pumpkinberry. Um, you can also find me at pumpkinberry.tv and I have links to all the other crazy stuff that I do right there on my website. Um, awesome. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for spending your time yeah, chatting you. with me, PB. Thank you. I know this has been like two or three months in the making where we were trying to make our schedules work. So thank yeah. you. I appreciate you having we're me on. I really, so really do. Yeah. <laughs> we finally did it. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> all right. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. 
A huge, huge, huge thank you again to Pumpkinberry for coming on the podcast. I know she's very busy and does a lot of stuff, so I really appreciate her committing some time to this. So thank you, PB. You're awesome. As always, if you have any questions, any recommendations for people that you would like to hear on the podcast, feel free to email me at justchattingpodcast at gmail.com or if there's any questions that you would like answered, I'm free to do that as well. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to support it, please feel free to subscribe to my Twitch page where you get really cute bunny emotes at twitch.tv slash mopgarden. You can also support us through Patreon at patreon.com slash mopgarden as well. If you would like to follow my personal Instagram, that is mopgarden as well. If you would like to follow the podcasts, Instagram, Twitter, etc., everything is mop just chatting. Thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate you spending your time with us. Have a great rest of your day or evening or morning, whenever you might be listening to this, and I'll see you in two weeks. Take care. Just Chatting is a part of the Geek Generation Network. Check out all of our amazing podcasts, including Pumpkin Berries, at thegeekgeneration.com.